You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hey everyone, welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and today I'm digging into some of the struggles that you might be having with running meetings with freelancers and really giving you an action step on how to run the different types of meetings that you should have with your freelancers, how to run them, and how to get over some of the challenges that you might have working with your freelancers. Really, as a small business owner, one of the first leverage points you have in growing your business is to bring on some freelancers or contractors. And freelancers and contractors are essentially the same thing. I think that freelancers tend to be more short-term projects, like pop in to do one thing, pop out to do another. Like you can really leverage them for more short-term projects, often like creative type stuff. So think graphic designers, videographers, social media might be a little bit more ongoing, but that's really what freelancers are used for is for short-term additional support for your business. Contractors on the other side oftentimes can be more regular support for the business, which of course there are rules around what you can have contractors do, how you can classify them. We have a bunch of episodes about that, but I just like to explain the typical differences because a lot of times I think people don't know that they are the same thing, but can be leveraged in different ways. Nonetheless, when you do, ha- when you are growing a team and oftentimes you're or a first time manager or you're growing a team for the first time. So you don't really know different cadences to have for team members at all. And then the extra trouble is that freelancers aren't really your full time employees. So what's appropriate? What's not? That's really what we're digging into today on the show. And so first, I want to talk about some of the challenges that you might have when you're working with freelancers. And so there's five that come to mind to me. And the first one is that you are lacking the face-to-face interaction, right? This has been a long-standing thing with freelancers. Freelancers were the first remote work type of a work situation that you may have had. But you're definitely lacking usually some of that face-to-face communication. And so it can make communication more challenging because nuances and context can get lost in emails or text-based communication. So if you're only texting back and forth or slacking back and forth or emailing back and forth, you're missing some of the nuance that an actual face-to-face communication can have. A second challenge is time zones, especially because freelancers can be all over the world not even just the three different or four different time zones in the U.S., but if you do have a freelance team that is global, finding a time that meet like for everybody to meet regularly can be a challenge. The third is a struggle that you might have with freelancers is that how do you ensure consistency and quality without you're not going to be able to have a ton of oversight. So how do you make sure that they are executing the quality that you want and really giving you the deliverables that you need, that can be a challenge. And then, of course, like different communication styles in general is always a challenge, whether that's language barriers, expectations, all of those things. And then 
finally, there's a differencing of like motivation. Unlike full-time employees, freelancers probably are juggling multiple clients that have different priorities. They have different motivations for why they're doing the work. And they may not always completely align with yours or get misconstrued in communications. And so one of the best ways to address these struggles is to establish some clear and regular communication with your freelancing team. There are four different types of meetings that you should have. And the first one is a kickoff meeting. And that is before you start any project, having a meeting to lay out the project scope, the timelines, answer any questions they have, give them all of the resources and the information they need in order to do a good job, set your expectations around quality and consistency, and clarify any questions that they have. During this kickoff meeting, you shouldn't just assume that they have a regular process for updating you. Like, If you want a weekly recap or a monthly recap or some sort of regular communication on how things are going, tell them that. You can't just assume that they have a process. Some may, some might not. You could also say like, hey, I would love to have at the end of every month just a recap of the projects you worked on or the end of every week an update on where things are at. Or ask them like, hey, how do you typically keep your clients in the know of the status of projects? And just talk about that right up front so that you really have everything clearly defined and mapped out and you feel like you have a really solid communication plan. So definitely have a kickoff meeting and do this as a like a video call if you can't have it be in person. It'd be nice to have it in person, but video call is totally acceptable and just as is effective, I think. The second is a regular check-in. So it depends on the length or the complexity of the project. Having like a weekly or a bi-weekly meeting can be helpful just to touch base on progress, answer any like questions, clarify any issues that are coming up, and just help make things move along in the right direction. It also can help you build rapport and make sure you keep everyone aligned on the goals. You could literally have this be with everyone. So if you have multiple freelancers, maybe you all have a biweekly check-in. It can be 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be anything super intense. But doing these check-ins is definitely going to help you all stay aligned and make sure that things are moving along in the right direction. Now, if it's just like a know, a quick little project that, you know, is a graphic design project that can get done in five hours, you're probably not going to do a weekly check-in, right? But if you're having this person work on a lot of different graphic design projects, it might be worth it and helpful for sure. The third meeting is a no-duh, but I also think it's worth mentioning that you may, you want to schedule ad hoc meetings as well. So if you're having an issue or there's a major change in a project or a timeline or a deliverable, set up an ad hoc meeting to discuss it instead of trying to handle it over the phone or over the email. If you're running into a situation where they're not hitting their deadlines, they're not getting their deliverables, something's just a little nuanced, like schedule an actual meeting to go over it and deal with it like face-to-face via video 
you are going to get it solved so much quicker than trying to just rely on email to get stuff across. Voice notes can also be helpful for this. Slack, you have the ability to send a voice note and it transcribes the note. And so it's also searchable. So I highly recommend you get away from using text message voice notes and move to Slack message voice notes because they're searchable and readable so that somebody can go back and look at them. Like how many times have you received a voice note from somebody and you forget what was discussed and you can't go back and see it because it's been deleted? In Slack, it stays and it's searchable. It's amazing. But feel very confident if something is not going in the right direction to be like, hey, can we schedule time to meet this week, later this week, next week to discuss X, Y, Z? It's totally appropriate for you to do that. And then the fourth is a project review meeting. So at the end of every project, especially if it's a big project, hold a meeting to review it. You do a debrief, like what went well, what could have done better, how can things improve, like what more, ask them, like what could I have given you ahead of time to make this more effective? Like you might find there's so many things that you could, or not so many things, but a lot of little things that you can change to make things more effective. But if you're not doing a debrief after, you're never going to be able to get to the root of it. So have a project and review, especially if it's a big project. If, again, if it's like small projects here and there, maybe you just do a monthly review of like, hey, how's it been going? What more do you need from me? What can also be the future month's planning? Like you can have some of these meetings, but definitely a project and review for any of those big projects. Now, each of these meetings, you want to make sure that you're prepared for it and that you have a plan for running the meeting so you don't just show up and be like, hi, how's it going? right? Like you want to make sure you're being productive with that time. And so make sure you have an agenda. If you're the one who sets the meeting, create the agenda, send it to the freelancers ahead of time so that they can prepare, know what to expect. If they're the ones that need the meeting, say, yeah, can you just send me over some bullets of what you want to go over so I can prepare? Totally fine to ask for them to do that. So make sure that you have a plan for what you're going to discuss on the meeting and don't just show up and ask, generic. So how's it going? Right? Like have a plan. Make sure that you are using time management. And what I mean by that is like respect their time and keep meetings as short and as efficient as possible. This also will help you if you're paying them on an hourly basis, like paying them to show up to a meeting to have clear communication is worth it. But don't just have an hour long meeting just to have it. If it's only 20 minutes, great. Do your quick touch base and be done. Respect everyone's time. And make sure you're using appropriate tools to have the meeting. So having a shared workspace like Slack, you can add your freelancers to your Slack channel and communicate with them there using Asana or Trello or some sort of shared collaborative workspace is going to be so helpful for you managing day-to-day communication. Like if they just have one-off question having them be able to send you or your team a message is much more effective than an email chain back and forth a million times or a meeting is unnecessary, right? But you want to make sure if you're doing a video call that you're using the appropriate tools, which of course, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you know about those tools, Zoom, Teams, Google Meet, whatever it is. And make sure that just like you are your full-time employees, that you're fostering an environment where they feel comfortable asking questions, bringing up issues, 
You're giving them feedback. You're asking for feedback. Creating that really great work environment is going to yield you so much better results than just treating them like they owe you something or like they're disposable. I think so often you're like, oh, they didn't do a good job. They're out. One of the benefits of hiring freelancers is that you can try a little bit before you commit to a long-term relationship, but you shouldn't just treat them disposable. That's not helping you at all either. Like you're probably, if you're new to this, not doing a great job of managing freelancers. So why not ask them what their experience has been like and work with them to make it better so that you can learn too. So creating that environment where you can talk about feedback both to them and them to you is going to help you so much. And these regular touch points in these meetings and just the daily or the regular communication is so important because it will help improve your communication, help avoid misunderstandings, make sure they're aligned with the project objectives and timelines. It will help you build a stronger, more collaborative relationship with the freelancers, which can lead to better results. And guess what? If they like you, they're probably going to, if you have a last minute project that you need help with, they're probably going to get it done for you because they like you. Where if you're a client that's super fucking annoying, guess what? Your last minute projects probably go back on the back burner. But if you're enjoyable to work with and they're invested and care about your business success, when you need something, they're going to be more likely to do it quickly. So like, I'm not saying that you should manipulate them, but it's just common sense of customer service, right? Like I know you're paying them, but be enjoyable to work with. Regular touch points will also allow you to get continuous feedback, which improves all across the board. I've already hammered that home. And then it also can help with motivation, just like it makes them more likely to want to get things done on quicker timelines if you need it. They're also going to be more motivated to do good work for you. Like if they really enjoy working with you, they know what you're looking for. They're invested in your success they're going to give you better quality work and be more motivated to do it. So having all of these regular check-ins is so critical for running, of course, your employees, but also your freelance team. Don't just like send them a message on Upwork and be like, hey, do this, give them a task list, and then they don't do it. And you're like, that's it, bye. Like really invest in developing the relationship especially once you know that they give you high quality work, it is worth it because there will be freelancers who probably stay with you for quite some time because they know what you're looking for. They like the work they're doing and they enjoy watching you grow. So freelancers can be such a crucial part of your team, especially if you're a small team. That is what you outsource and hire first. So make the effort to create regular communication and regular touch points with them to make sure that you're collaborating well and that you are getting the most out of the relationship and out of the investment that you're putting into them. This is your reminder that you can be in the driver's seat of what it's like to work with them. You don't have to just be totally hands-off, which I do think sometimes either you think you you have to be totally hands-off or you want to be. Like be in the driver's seat a little bit more and take a little bit of ownership of their success as well. And you will see so much much better results. So hopefully that clarifies a little bit of some of the struggles that you may face when you bring on a freelance team and some of the meeting cadences that you can have and why it's so important. So 
Thank you for tuning in and we'll talk to you very soon. Are you ready to hire a recruiter to help you in your business? Exciting news for you. That can be me and my team. And we believe that the recruiting industry is due for a major upgrade in its recruiting and fee structures. So we have a completely different model than other recruiters out there. We have transparent pricing and transparent fees. Go check out peopleprinciples.co forward slash recruiting for how you can partner with us and let us do the hiring for you.